Yeah. So I um But I don't have the cheap I'll reach that for you, princess oh, you. there. Oh my god, you gonna peel it for her too and fan her? <laughs> we didn't get any grapes. So we're we recording? <laughs> no yeah. grapes. It's on. Grapes. It's on. It's on. <laughs> oh, it's on. It's I'm, on. Glad, I'm glad to see that um, um it's Hershey's Reese's peanut butter cups and Modelo. Are that, going well together? Yeah. What now that the microphone's on, you're already stumbling. <laughs> 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 I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. That's how these things go. So wait, you can't edit shit out later. <laughs> so I, can I can't edit. say something about licking her feline right now. <laughs> 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 Third <laughs> sentence out of your mouth. What is wrong with you? This is a special holiday treat for all the listeners, <laughs> except those under the age eighteen. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the one that's going to have the explicit tag, just because it makes it, it makes it easier for everybody to understand what happened. Oh, let's wait. talk about beer. Really? Do you? No, no, beer. no. Let's talk about no, beer. Just, that's what. That's what I'm doing. I may wrong. need a beer can we, for this. Can we move into shots? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the tequila? Where's the absinthe? Ooh. Where is the absinthe? I've got some bad low-grade absinthe, absinthe at home. Absinthe tastes like, like <laughs> you know how sometimes when you throw up a little and a bile comes up in your it throat? It tastes like absinthe. Absinthe tastes like that. Bad low-grade absinthe. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I'm still grateful it was given to me absinthe. as a gift, but it's... Uh, yeah. I do want a beer motor. Can I have one? Of course. <laughs> What's today's topic, John Foster? Why don't you get us on task? Well, let's just start the show first, okay? Oh. You are listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you, and others are made right down the street from where you live. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how some of the different styles came about, and how you might actually become a brewer yourself and get paid for it. Not a lot. What's the best part about beer the school? Best part about, <laughs> the best part about beer school Sorry. is the, the home- homework. The homework is beer. TM. TM. <laughs> Are you sure that's not a C with a circle around it? No. Okay. No, that's a cop. That's a different. That's what the show is as a as a, oh. as a, as a, a whole. So at the end, I might say beer school is copyright Air Media Inc. Uh, 2007. All rights reserved. Um, we reserve all the rights. We do reserve all the rights. We don't even CC it. We don't even put it. In, you know, it's not Creative Commons uh, release because, that's because here's I the, really didn't care this much. Here's the thing: if anyone's <laughs> if anyone's gonna <laughs> if anyone wants to steal the show and repurpose it for whatever by editing it all up and changing all the words around, we know people who fill caves with gasoline and throw them through your windshield. Oh yeah, I oh, could break my foot off. You know the people ass. in my neighborhood. <laughs> Oh, I would like to know the people in your neighborhood. We'll just, in your neighborhood. We'll just employ the we'll just employ the same people that keep smashing the windows in my car to take your windows out. Uh, they must be the friends of the people who keep busting all the locks on my car with a screwdriver. I hate those people. I do too. <laughs> so, they're probably not listening to the show. <laughs> no, well, actually, they could be. If, if they, they break steal, into your car and steal your iPod in the future, <laughs> if they steal my iPod in the future, this show will be on it. Nice. Nice. Well, now they're, you're just giving them incentive. They haven't heard that part yet. They haven't stolen the iPod yet. When you're drinking beer when you're doing the show, how do you keep from burping into the microphone? That's okay. You That's why that. John and I are professionals. That's so that dainty. <laughs> that probably didn't even register. <laughs> no, you can look. Which one? There's a number on the side of your two. mic. Yeah. You're number two. two. Oh. Okay. Wow. 
So we have guests today, John. Who are they? Today. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I do know. Uh, the show's planned for months in advance. <laughs> Yes, it's right. all in my head. Right up to the purchasing of the beer. <laughs> yeah, the purchasing of the beer was a huge disappointment. <laughs> and uh, we, will, we will not shout out where that happened. Why? Safeway Mission Bay. <laughs> <laughs> the beer stocking guy needs to show up at after the fact. Well, decimated is a good word for that beer selection. People, Ravaged, who, are, people who are going out with their family because it's the holiday season to, say, take a picnic down to Half Moon Bay to cut down some trees for Jesus. If they go into the store looking for picnic supplies, and beer is one of those picnic supplies, they're going to be sadly disappointed. The children will probably cry because Dad will be upset. <laughs> Killing trees. That Safeway beer selection makes baby Jesus cry. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine. So today we have <laughs> Catherine. That's very well said. <laughs> we have Catherine and Melissa on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's here for color commentary. Yeah, I know, no, I know nothing about beer. She's, uh, she's in charge of getting us the explicit tag for this show. <laughs> I do what I can. And Melissa <laughs> is my favorite brewer. Oh, thanks, Motor. Aww. Golly. Do you have a favorite Martian, too? Uh, that creepy guy who was on that TV show. Martin? My favorite Martian. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you could just say... It's not a Martian, but a Martin. I missed rehearsals this week. I didn't know the answer to the pun. Oh, no. It could have been funny. But... What was his name? Ray something. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Oh, good story. <laughs> Next. Oh, it's going to be like that. So what it? word do you like to repeat when you're stoned? <laughs> <laughs> Malfeasance. <laughs> Chrysanthemum. Ooh, that's a good one. Salacious. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> It's way, it's way funnier when you're actually in that state. Toast. Uh, well, anyway, Melissa is a brewer in the Bay Area and has been for as long as I've known her. Nine, 99. 99. I started in 99. Here. In, I started in Philly in 96. I get around. Cool. <laughs> so you left Philly and, and came here because there was no hops in Philly? Kind of. Well, there's no job in Philly. The brewery I were foreclosed. And then I stopped in Colorado for a brief stint. And, and where did where in? I worked at Rock Bottom in Denver and mm. Rockies slash Boulder. In uh, Boulder, they change their name about every year and a half, depending on who's running it. <laughs> Is that like a tradition? Is it like the ballpark here? The name change? It might be. AT and T Brewing. Maybe it used to be SBC Brewing, <laughs> and before that, it was Death. Uh, it was uh, South Beach Community Park. Yes. Brewing. <laughs> Brewing. But then you came out here and you said, I've always wanted to work in a basement. I did. I said, California is my destination for beer. So I worked at Magnolia, where uh, I'm one of the few people who don't have to duck <laughs> <laughs> when I'm there. <laughs> Anywhere. It's the world's shortest brewery. It she, is. She's pretty wee. Oh, I'm, I'm average wee. <laughs> I'm a tall wee. <laughs> No, I think that the ceilings must be maybe six feet. That's yeah, there's some places where the the couple of times I've been down in the basement at Magnolia where the brewery is, it's just like all I could do is it's like I don't care what you're showing me. I'm scared about bopping my head. <laughs> On those pipes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Magnolia was awesome. It was a great place to work. One of the best breweries I've ever worked on. It was cool. What made it awesome? Uh, the system set up really well. Dave McLean, um, 
he laid that out perfectly. It's efficient and easy to reach and everything because it's so small is mm-hmm. almost within arm's length. Their holiday beer right now is the winter warmer is really Delicious. good. Delicious. I had some of that. Probably I had a. I had like four pints of that on Thursday night. It's nice. good. We're going on Tuesday. It's good. I will have Man, some then. it's good. That is one of my favorite <laughs> rotating seasonals that he that yes. do there. And the music has expanded from what its traditional <laughs> base oh, is. Thank God. <laughs> it's not just a solely jam band. It's not. Yeah, it's not. You know, fish, string cheese, and uh, nice. and, and and the dead in every rotation. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. So, you know, and still the tasty stuff ever. But, yeah, if you were going to Magnolia, look down in the grate into the basement. And, <laughs> and that's where you'll find the brewer. <laughs> I love it when you go. What's it like working in the basement there when all when the restaurant's filling with steam? Can you even breathe in the basement? Oh, it's it's a steam bath. <laughs> we used to joke about because um, if I'm standing, if I were standing there, it would be steam from ceiling down to almost my kneecaps. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, we should put benches down here and charge people 60 bucks to sit down here and aerate their faces. Yeah, your pores probably never looked better. They didn't. Tight, (laughs) supple pores. Sure. (laughs) Put some hops on their faces, you know? (laughs) So has it ever happened that somebody spilled a beer at that grate? It probably has, but it never did. I mean, all kinds of shit falls down that grate. That's why when you look down there, there's absolutely nothing underneath it that is of matter. I think there's a lot of kegs stacked there now. Yeah, you see kegs when you look yeah. down at the hole. But if stuff falls on that, you don't really care. <laughs> kegs are sealed. Yeah, but you could stand there and look up at people walking by. Not up their I, skirts. Not that I ever did. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the same I mean, time. Not blatantly. So- <laughs> <laughs> There's that table that sits right there on the grate. Sometimes they forget to put the rug underneath it. And then there's the corner of the bar that vibrates. There is. That's right above the. <laughs> it's right above um, where the condenser unit is for the cold box. So it's three huge industrial fans attached to the ceiling in the cold box downstairs, and the bar stools sit right on top of it. <laughs> I had a lady once complain that she was like, "My chair is vibrating," and I was waiting. I was waiting tables for a shift, and I was like, "Some people pay money for that," and she was horrified. <laughs> I just come out of my mouth. I was. I thought it was hilarious, and I was smiling, and she was like, "Oh my god." I think she left, actually. It's sort of like that one corner at that other brewery that smells... Like that? Yes. Yes. That's a good story. That's good radio right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really that really involves everybody in the story. In fact, everybody was there when you when yeah. that story got written. So so when you're a brewer at a place that makes a lot of different beers, do you have more fun making one beer than the other beer? Or? Oh, definitely. Most of the beers that are rotating seasonals, like, say, the winter warmer at Magnolia, because uh-huh. you only get to brew it once a year. Is always fun just because it's different. Uh-huh. Um, but then other beers, I mean, I always enjoyed making the beers that had more of a complicated recipe because there was more to it. Um, I'm truly a pub brewer, so to brew a beer that I have to brew exactly the same all the time is just ridiculously boring. <laughs> <laughs> and so with the pub, it's it's the character of each brew and the time of the season and the freshness of the ingredients Why, sure and the lower. soberness <laughs> of the brewer. <laughs> Brewers are always sober when they're brewing. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go back to Philly for a sec. What got you into brewing? Um, I was a social worker. <laughs> Thought I would save the world, the children at least. <laughs> and the children are not savable. <laughs> I learned. She in thought Philly. she'd make a lot more money in brewing than social work. <laughs> she, she was wrong. I did think I would make more money. <laughs> well, no, my student loans kicked in, and uh, I needed more money. So I did social work from 9 to 5, 
And then Monday and Wednesday nights, I worked for a family. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, I landed a job at a brewery. And Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I catered. I bartended catered. I guess you needed a lot of money. But wasn't it like a brew your own place? Mm-hmm. So people would come in, and we offered 120 recipes. Mm-hmm. And they would brew one keg, 15 gallons at a time. And we would teach them how to brew. And then it would stay there for two weeks, and we took care of it and fermented it and filtered it and carbonated it. And then they would come back, and we would bottle it. Or they would bottle it and that's take it home. That's a cool concept. It was awesome. And the guy told me that whole thing. I was like, that's great. And he's like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. It was 120 bucks, and it got you six cases of beer. And he told me that, and I was like, that's cool. Well, I'm supposed to be looking for a job right now, so i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, we're hiring. My comment was, I don't know anything about beer. I drink Bud Light and Rolling Rock. And I don't know shit about good beer. And he said he would teach me anything I wanted to know as long as I paid attention. So I followed him around like a puppy. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> and that was 12 years ago. So wow. You, so unlike some of the new brewer, some of the new brewers that are coming through, you know, onto the scene who have PhDs in microbiology. Oh, I have none of that. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I have peer experience, sweat, and hard-earned knowledge. And passion. Because it's funny, it's funny to listen to these guys go on and on about all their terms and all their things, and I'm like, wow, brewing can't be fun at all for you. Well, it's a, it's a mathematical equation for them. Yeah, you know, there's there's a science of brewing, and that's I think when you go to the schools, you learn all the science, you learn all the chemical chains and all that, the reactions and all the equations, and then there's the art where it's like cooking soup, mm-hmm. and you learn the flavors and the profiles and. How they interact with each other. So you did the brew – so the style of brewing is called brew on premise. Mm-hmm. And you did that for – I did that for a year and a half. I, uh-huh. I did it part-time and then the brewmaster there came to me and said, look, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm going to go down and quit right now. Mm. And they're going to need to replace me. And if, if you want it, you should take it. You, you've you learned and you have the knowledge. He's like, and I'm going to recommend you, but you need to quit your day job for it. And I said, well – and he goes, you should think about it. I was like, no, that's cool. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a phone call. <laughs> Maybe if I could take the troubled youth and teach them the brew. Maybe if I could get them drunk, they wouldn't get in so much trouble. No, wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> Change hooligans into hooligans plus brewigans. Yeah, kids, yeah. kids and beer. Have you hung out? Mix. <laughs> have you hung out with some brewers? Hooligans and brewers. I think it sometimes are you know. The, well, they're, <laughs> you know, hanging out with Roger is always a, an interesting experience because. Um, one thing leads to another, and there it is. What, his ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so then you became the brewmaster at the Brew It Yourself place in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Where we, we did the Brew It Yourself, which was, you know, customers came in, and we also did a production side. We opened up a production side, so we were brewing... Production beer, one keg at a time, <laughs> and bottling six, That's six cases. Oh, yeah, it sure was. That's, and they actually bought. There was a place here, I think, called. There's a place down in San Carlos. There was a place in Mountain View called like Brew Bakers or Brew something, mm-hmm. and my company, American Brew, bought it. They had they started with one in Philly, then they opened two more in outlying Philly areas, and then they opened two more, like one in Kansas City and one out here, and then promptly. Opened too many too too fast and closed uh-huh. all of them a month later. And wow! And bankrupt. So that's not good. They were out here for a month. <laughs> I remember the place I brewed at the place that was on Fillmore in the the heart of the uh, Cow Hollow Marina. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, what is it now? It's uh, like across the street from Balboa Cafe. 
I mean, square on. It was, uh, I want to say it was City Brew. I think the name was something like that. No, not there at all. But I brewed one of my uh, friends, his wife, for his birthday, bought him the Take Your Buddies Brewing. Mm -hmm. And I've also brewed at the place up in Davis. Yep, they're still there. That's moved to Sacramento or something, or. They might still be in Davis. Jaime goes up there and brews with a (laughs) bunch of friends. (laughs) No, it's it's an awesome concept. I mean, you go and you brew in someone else's space where they can hose everything down and and have all the ingredients, but it doesn't, it is not self-sufficient. I mean, you have to have so much inventory, just almost none of them have made it. Yeah. Almost all of them have Is it because it's not, they're not charging enough? It might be. I mean, I think, though, the concept to pay $120 for beer, even though you get six cases, like, mm-hmm. it is actually, it comes out to be about 20 bucks a case. Sure. But for good beer, like, you mm-hmm. got to make it yourself. But I think people think, oh, my God, I'm going to spend 100 I'm going to lay down right now $120 for beer. Well, not only that, I could brew it and I could totally ass it up, and then I'm out 120 bucks for something undrinkable. Well, the theory is, is that... Because you're you supervised. You can't, you can't ass it up, because oh. in the two weeks, like, if someone's beer got screwed up, we would just rebrew it. <laughs> it's like when the goldfish dies and your parents replace it when you're at school. <laughs> I know. Because you would know within like three or four days, right? If it didn't ferment or yeah. we would t- taste them to make sure they're okay. And you would just end up brewing what, their batch again during the day. <laughs> you had all their recipes. Yeah. They were our recipes. Unless they created their own. And then you always, we always required that they leave a copy of it for our records. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, you know, you're breaking a lot of hearts right now. That place is closed. <laughs> <laughs> All these I thought I made that myself. <laughs> yeah. Well. No, you just dump crap into a kettle. We flush that down to the toilet, and then we, we brew. Just, we brew what you're supposed to be making. We just bought a, a keg of Bud and uh, put it into that our canister for you. Nice. <laughs> that was a nice light lager you made. It's almost just like Bud. You were good. <laughs> you know how hard it is to pull that one off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta go down to the hardware store and buy a two by four of beech wood and shave it up. That's, chop it up in little pieces and throw yep. it in. So where did you go after uh, they closed and I was hooked. So I started a road trip and I went from Philly to my goal was to come to California. Mm-hmm. And I stopped in Colorado to say hi to my mom and on the way I stopped at forty two different breweries. Like every brewery I could find I stopped at because I wanted to Go open my own. I was hooked. She wow. has an atlas of the United States, <laughs> and she has put a star in every town in the United States that has a brewery. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. That's mighty kind of I you. knew there was a reason you were cooler than I am. <laughs> oh, I like motor mini reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you learn from that trip? That, that... Um, well, by the time I got to Denver, I had seen a ton of breweries, and I learned that I knew very little mm-hmm. because I'd only been in a brew, a brew on premise, which was one kettle at a time. Like, right. I'd go into the other brewers and be like, wow, those tanks are huge, and I have no idea how they operate at all. Then I got to Denver, and someone said – I went to uh, the Great Divide Brewing Company and took a tour, and they were like, oh, you should go to Rock Bottom. There's a female brewer there. And I had not seen in 42 breweries a single woman. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to go say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked in, and ever, somebody – she wasn't there, and someone there was like, oh, are you here for the job? And I was like, what job? And they said, so you need an assistant? So I applied, and my goal was to get to California, so I – I interviewed probably the best interview ever because I didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. if I got the job, that was cool. And if I didn't, eh, I was going to California anyway. Right. And uh, she said she'd call, like, four days later, and I never heard from her, so I left. I came to California, and it took me 24 hours to get here. And I got here, and my mom called and said, you have a message on the machine. You got the job. You start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be home by then. 
So I called her and I told her, you know, I hadn't heard from her. So I gave up and she was like, all right, I'll give you four days. And I said, okay. Yeah, driving, driving is like a long time to get from California to Denver. It's, well said, Matter. Well said. <laughs> nice. Use your words. <laughs> it's 21 hours. If you, so usually it's. I, if you wear a diaper and pee. <laughs> <laughs> Astronaut style. <laughs> I'm driving astronaut style. <laughs> I did not drive astronaut style. Uh, but so I hung out here for a day or two and went to a couple of breweries and then I went back to Colorado and took a job at Rock Bottom and I moved to Boulder and her boyfriend worked at what was Rocky's Brewing Company at the time. And so I I brewed in Rock Bottom, Denver, and then on my on the side I worked at Rocky's Boulder beer is what it is now. On the bottling line with um, some guy who didn't speak English, two homeless guys, and two <laughs> college students. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and on the slow days, Brian, this guy Brian, who um, was the guy who had, had me work there, he knew that I really wanted to learn everything I could. So uh-huh. on the slow days, when all the other people had to go like sweep the floors and clean up after the bottling line, he'd be like, here, come here, come here. Okay, here. And there was one day he handed me like a waterproof pants and jacket a welding helmet, gloves that went up to like my shoulders and boots and a and like a, a broom and I was like, Oh God, what are we doing? Ooh, that sounds hot. <laughs> oh, you just wait. <laughs> so we went down to the basement and he's like, See those two tanks that have the flat tops? And I said, Yeah, and he goes, See how that ceiling's black? And I was like, Yeah, he goes, It's actually supposed to be white. So here's a hose and a bunch of chemicals and there's the ladder. And we both crawled up. I mean, to to his taste, everything he made me do, he did too. I never had to. I never did anything. And went. God, this sucks. He was always next to me. <laughs> so we're both laying on our backs, and there's about four inches of space between my face and the ceiling. <laughs> oh. We just sat there with the brooms and scraped all the black mold off the ceilings. It just fell on us. <laughs> oh. okay, and after a while, hot. he goes, "Oh, this is pretty good." We were up there for like an hour and a half. We both come down, and I was like, "Wow, that." Sucked. I had Ryan. a strange cough for six months after that. I don't know where it came yeah. from. Got <laughs> some fungus that was growing out of the back of my ear. I yeah, so I learned a lot. I did all of the, um, I did all of the grunt work there at, at Rocky's. That was I learned a lot about mold and places it can grow. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people, and I don't know where this idea came from, but have the idea that. Being a brewer is kind of a romantic, awesome. Oh, that it's all glamour and yeah. drinking beer. Yeah, yeah, it's so not. <laughs> you know, they see they see they see all the people who won a medal, gold medal on the stage, and they're all going, "Yeah." And oh, and that's just, the glory part right yeah. there. That's it. But it's you know it's probably ten percent brewing and glory part like that, and it's seriously eighty percent cleaning. I mean, you just clean everything. Everything is. Where's scrubbing. the other ten percent? The glory part. Oh, the other part of the glory. <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> That's charming the servers. Sure. It's uh it's the drinking beer with the the people who love beer. Ah. Uh, so Denver, Boulder, you were done. I yeah, I was there for a year and uh I wasn't moving up in the rock bottom company because it's so big. Mm-hmm. And it was too corporate and I, I just was, was that because lack of degree? No, it was um I was at I was third, the third person on the totem pole at that rock bottom site. Uh-huh. So anybody who was hired as an assistant at any other rock bottom site got moved up ahead of me because they were, they were the first assistant where I was the second assistant. Oh, I see. So for me, that was I was I didn't ever see unless the first assistant above me was going to leave. 
I was stuck because I was always the second assistant, mm-hmm. even if I'd been there longer than the first assistants at other locations. They've probably changed that by now. Probably. Well, <laughs> maybe they haven't. Uh, maybe not. That's That run, the Rock Bottom Denver and the Rock Bottom Chicago are the two that have the highest output of beer. Um, and, it, I mean, it, it was just – it's one of the busiest places, absolutely one of the busiest places. It was also one of the first places. Um, I don't know. That, it's actually a great – now that I've left that company, it's a great company to work for. I, I thought several times about going back. Hmm. Um, for a corporate chain company, they allow their brewers to brew anything that they want. Right. At any at any location, so they they have a they actually have a huge database, and you can choose you can brew other recipes from other brewers at Rock Bottom. The recipes are right there; they all are required to put them in the database. But you can brew whatever you want, which is pretty cool for a chain. And it's so it's as a good March as the brewer half is. A March and a or a Schwartz beer. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> no, I had uh, there's Rock Bottom in I think Long Beach. There sure is. That was they had really good beer there mm-hmm. and good food too. That one actually uh, has a, a female brewer right now. Excellent. Yes, one of thirty-eight in the country. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, there there are thirty-eight female brewers right now that we know of. Okay. There's a woman named Bert, <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. There's some. There's some brewing there's some in caves in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> there's some that are in a costume. No, there's a there's a woman <laughs> named Terry Ferendorf who used to run um, Triple Rock. She worked at Triple Rock. She did, but Steelhead, she was the I just like brewer. to say that everybody worked at Triple at Rock, Rock at some point. <laughs> Almost everybody. That or uh, SF or Brew. <laughs> of which I've worked at neither. Woohoo! No, she uh, <laughs> she started collecting names of female brewers. She's mm-hmm. actually on the hunt to build a list of female brewers. So on her site right now, there, there are 38 known female brewers in the country. Why is it so few? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's that it's a dirty job and women don't think about going into it. Like I, it's not. It's so manly. It's beer, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, the, everyone I've brewed with is very accepting, barring maybe two guys. But for Ooh, the most part, what are their names? I'm not say. <laughs> for the most part, everyone's like, "Woo, sweet female brewer, awesome!" You know, they're very accepting and they're very psyched to have us in the industry. But I just think women just don't think about going into this line of work. Hmm. At all. Maybe it's like, the, and it's probably the same kind of thing in uh, in winemaking. Mm-hmm. That's uh, they're also wine. Female winemakers are starting to become more common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are starting to get into it. But I think I don't know. Twenty years ago, nobody would have thought to do. Right, women would not have thought to go into that. Well, it's hauling grain around. It's yeah, it's a it, it's a hard it, job. You know, you know? like if you any brewery that you've ever been in, it's it, it, everything is big. Yeah, and so hoses are big, clamps are big. <laughs> yeah, and relatively- bottle caps are pretty big. Well, the bottle caps are humongous. <laughs> yes. I'm still thinking about the big hoses. <laughs> nice. <laughs> always always able to turn that around, aren't you? <laughs> they're, they're 12 feet long, and you can connect them together to make them longer. To make them 24 feet or 36 feet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or 48 if you have four of them. Math is hard. <laughs> math show off. <laughs> it's arithmetic, not math. Uh, there's a difference. There's a difference. You know, wor- you know words. You word. know words. And it also may just be intimidating <laughs> the fact that it is a largely male-dominated field. So you, know, you show up and yeah, that's well, all that's, guys. That's totally true. Too. I mean, there have been several times that I'm in a room for a meeting and I am the only woman there. Well, but do you ever feel like really guys don't take you as serious? Like the men don't take you as seriously because you're like, oh, she's a chick brewer. No, I don't think I've ever gotten that feeling. I mean, I. 
I sometimes wonder if they think I can pull my own weight, but all they got to do is hang out for a little bit and they'll tell. They'll, you can tell. I mean, either you can lift a bag or you can't. I've seen you drive a forklift. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> In overalls? <laughs> Now I'm blushing. <laughs> now she's going to sit over there with a fantasy. And also, you played a little bit of rugby in your past, too. I did. I'm all, I'm all about the tough things to your body. I'll be lucky if I'm walking on my own when I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. So then you, you, you dumped Colorado. I left Colorado, came out here with no job. I'd called 15 breweries. I actually was making phone I was I was at my mom's house making phone calls. I'd print out the list of all the breweries in the Bay Area. And I was making phone calls, and it was the day that the Columbine massacre happened. Mm-hmm. And everyone that I ever I would talk to, someone they go, "I'm like, oh, are you guys hiring? You know, it's the season. We'll be hiring soon." And somebody finally goes, "Oh my God, are you by Columbine? Do you know what's going on?" And I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but I live 40 minutes from there." You know? <laughs> so I found out about that through uh, the brewers of the Bay Area. <laughs> but overall, what I found is that the season was coming up. It was I was moving out here in May, so the season was coming up, and a lot of people were hiring. So I just came out here blindly and. Hoped for the best, hoped to get a job, and then just went and hit like every brewery I could. James Costa was the very first brewer I met out here, uh-huh. and he interviewed me. And the first thing he said when I sat down was, "Wow, it's really cool to meet you. Your resume is stronger than mine. I cannot hire you as my assistant." <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Damn, man, why did you make me come all the way out here for an interview? If that's what you thought." <laughs> but he was really cool. Uh, he's an awesome guy, and I did not get the job with him, but that was okay. <laughs> so where did you land? I landed at Magnolia. Okay. I was I was very fortunate to get into there. Um, brewed there for two and a half years and learned what I think I, – I learned a lot at Rock Bottom under um, Deb, who was the brewer that I worked for. And she taught me a lot of – taught me all the physics stuff. Like she would do physics equations on sweating tanks because I didn't know a lot of that stuff. And then I learned the finesse and the art and the craft from Dave. He was – his recipes are so solid and it was really cool to learn the recipe formulations from him. It was nice. And he's really dedicated. Magnolia's a lot of English beer and a lot of the casts and It is. It's like. actually all English English style in concept, but very Even Ameri- the Kolsch? Very American. Well, <laughs> but he goes about it in a very English way, except that all of his beers are very heavy heavy on the hops, which is so completely not English. Even the um even the pumpkin beer <laughs> that we gushed about Three weeks ago, yeah, that was a that had a nice hop background on it. It was all it was an all pumpkin pie. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he goes about it. I think in an in an English fashion, an English concept in developing the recipes. But he definitely, you know, his pale ale is very hoppy, and um, he's got the West Coast style of an English beer, basically. Were you around when when uh, Promised Land got developed? No, I was there when Proving Ground was okay. developed. He and I. We kind of worked on it together. Um, Promised Land came after I left. Yeah. So Promised Land, so everyone knows, is a double IPA, or actually a triple IPA is probably a better way to describe it. It's a hundred. It's a hundred and forty IBUs. Yeah, and it's it, it's the biggest. I think it's nine percent. Yeah, it's the eight, biggest hot. It's the the highest beer that you'll ever taste that doesn't taste like a hundred and forty IBUs. Yeah, I mean it just yeah. tastes like a huge grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sucking on a yeah a beer a beer grapefruit. Yeah, beer grapefruit. It's nice. It's good. It comes out um, usually in February around the strong mm-hmm. beer month, for the strong beer month. And I like Promised Land a lot. Yeah. What's the weirdest beer you've ever brewed? Hmm. 
Where's the script? <laughs> <laughs> um, the weirdest brew I've ever done. I mean, have you just done something where it's just like you're screwing around or you've well, done? I, can, I could definitely say, I, so from Magnolia, I went and worked at Pyramid for a stint. And then I went up to Ross Valley in Fairfax. Mm-hmm. And up there, I was brewing I, whatever I was supposed to be brewing. I think I was supposed to be brewing the Kolsch. That was my goal. <laughs> and I threw a bunch of bags in and realized that they were a red wheat instead of the pale, pale Pilsner malt. <laughs> so then I was like, well, great. Now it's it's going to be like this dark wheat. And I just I went ahead and finished out the recipe and added, I think, a different a, a darker bag to make it darker. And I ended up using a Trappist Belgian yeast. So it was it was like a light. It was like a dark wheat, slightly brown in flavor, and had a Belgian yeast to it. Wow. Yeah. It was really good, except I named it the Leaf Peeper, and nobody really wanted to drink it. The Leaf? the Leaf Peeper? Leaf Peeper? Yeah, See, you're like, Leaf Peepers in, in the Northeast. I had just gone to, I'd gone to Maine for a vacation, and it's Leaf Peeper season. It's all the people who come out and peep at the leaves. Oh, they had a – either Family Guy or Simpsons did an episode about that. About Leaf Peepers. Yeah. There's like – Can we all please quit saying the word Leaf Peeper? <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> like – What are you doing? I'm Leaf Peeping. <laughs> I'm peeping at the leaves. See, and I was told because that beer lasted for a long time. It was around for a while, and I was told it was because of the name. Everyone's like, it's a great beer, but the name is just uh, well, really up. Well, you have to remember that Fairfax is kind of a – it's at the end of the road. That's true. But and all the trees were changing, right? There's like four trees planted right outside of the road. <laughs> there, there were four for people, there were four For trees. people outside of California, we always we always get garbage that there is no change in the seasons. But there are four trees there that changed. There were four trees that changed red that year, right when I was doing that beer. <laughs> I thought it was very appropriate. And if you drive out uh, Sir Francis Drake through Ross, that's a mm. lot of – I tell everybody who doesn't like you know the lack of fall colors, drive out Sir Francis Drake yeah. through Ross and Go you'll see a Lima. bunch of dumb, stupid leaves all over the street. Yeah. Feel happy about these coast, and, and then, then you can say I, I went and peeped some leaves, and I'm done. Yeah, and then you know if you <laughs> if if you really want to get the East Coast experience, we'll just freeze something to your body in January. <laughs> <laughs> Stick some dry ice up your nose, and you'll be fine. I have a friend in Boston. Boston's been having really really cold winters, and she would take her dog out for a walk, and he always went to the same place every day to you know salute. And it would freeze, and day after day, it was just still there, frozen. And he just <laughs> so that's your that's pile the of yellow frost. You have to remember the yin and the yang. You get to see leaves change, and then you get to freeze. Maybe you should do an ice beer and call it yellow snow. There, who's done yellow snow? There's it, somebody has already done yellow snow. Damn it! I thought I was genius. You need to go out to more brew pubs, Catherine. Get all the good names. Well, if they serve Jack and Coke, I'm right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice. whiskey girl. And a cider. Mm-hmm. So didn't didn't you have a hand in helping create that brewery? Which brewery? Um, the one in Fairfax. Ross. Ross Valley? Yeah. No, actually, a guy named Larry. We'll just call him Larry. Just My call friend him Larry. Jensen. 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 <laughs> he, he built that brewery, and he now is the brewer at Butte Creek. Hmm. Um, he built it, and then he actually saw the light at the end of the tunnel and decided to leave. And I came in and... And the tunnel collapsed and it closed. <laughs> but not because of Melissa. No. While I do or have, the leaf peeper beer. Well, I do have two breweries who've closed under my um <laughs> under my care. I am not the reason for either one of them. <laughs> yeah. So They I, had a really good fried chicken salad at Ross Valley. Did they? They had yes. some good food. 
had, it was high-end food, though. It was not yeah. beer-friendly food at all. Yeah. And now it's Iron Springs, and it's perfect for Fairfax. It's it, They got murals on the wall. They put some carpet in. They made the food more uh, affordable. They play a lot of jam band music, Fairfax style. It's a great brewery. They, they don't discriminate against people in bike jerseys coming in and off yeah. their little click-clack shoes because they've been riding their little bikes around with their click-clack shoes. Because it's like the bike <laughs> jump-off oh, point of, of capital of California. Yeah. yeah. Who recreates that way? Rob, Robin Williams. <laughs> he does. He used to come park his Range Rover across the street and take off in his spandex. Robin Williams in spandex. I'm going to let everybody think about that for a minute. <laughs> Just like piles of hair coming out of it. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, don't bikers have to shave themselves? Not if you got some. That'd be a full time job for Robin. Spandex on. So. <laughs> Way to keep us Ross on task, Valley, <laughs> Ross Valley closed. It was soon after that we did that. We did the visit there. After? Yeah. That's Remember the beer bus? The very oh, yeah. first. No. It, yeah. It yeah. It obviously. But oh, it, no, closed, it, was, it closed after we visited. Yeah. yeah. Not before. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe well, that was your birthday, right? That was my birthday, January. And it, so it closed in September. For all the beer school fans oh, who really, really like listening to me, my birthday does come up in January and I'm still waiting for presents to be mailed to me. Besides the glasses we got from, we forget your name right now because it's not written up on the studio wall. <laughs> good story, Motor. Thank you. And the beer we got from the other person. That was a good shout out. Nice yeah. shout out. <laughs> Way to go, whoever you are. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> exactly. No, Ross Valley closed. The owners um, just couldn't make it happen anymore, so they put it up for sale. And a brewer from Boulder, who was a friend of mine, actually came in and bought it. Stalker, you're saying? <laughs> no, friend. <laughs> so he said, let's see. Uh, Melissa's working there. She knows what she's doing. So the brewery's probably in top-notch condition. So I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Well, he called and asked me a bunch of questions. I was like, why are you asking me all these questions? He goes, you don't know? And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, yeah, the place is for sale. Oh, nice. That's a nice way like, to wow, find out. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I got to go talk to my boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they got out. They, those people needed to – they were done with the project, so – was good all around and it still exists as a different brewery yeah but at least it's a brewery in the creepy uh zombie dead zombie shopping center yes it was in a shopping center in fairfax though i mean it's not that many buildings it's like I mean, a strip it's like... mall that has a laundromat a bicycle shop to go to the bathroom well, no a strip mall seems even worse you gotta it's, go see it it's fairfax all right it's i've all never right. been to fairfax no it's nice but it's like it's like four trip. it's like three or four shops and the same thing. So to go to the bathroom, you like go wandering out of the back of the brewery, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Shut up. and then no, and then all of a sudden you're in the. Oh, I got a good story to tell too. You're in the <laughs> like the common area between a couple of shops, and one of them's always out of business, and the other one's like a carpet store. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like a zombie movie thing. It's like the abandoned shopping. And center. it's all like '70s style. Like it's the sprayed on rock. Yeah. On the walls and the big like oh, weird shit. tiles on the floor, and there's all like these glass wall partitions. But it's it's um, it's right next to uh, I should know what creek it is because I know this thing. But anyway, it's right next to this creek. And when we came on my beer bus, it was the last stop because you're a lucky girl. <laughs> oh, I love this story. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. And to uh, we did a beer bus that hit about four breweries and Ross. Well, officially, Twenty First Amendment was the last stop. But the last stop that we were taking away yeah. to was was Ross Valley. We started at Lagunitas, which should, if you know anything about Lagunitas and drinking beer there. 
will tell you what shape we were in for the rest of the breweries we went to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting off – and some of this video is up on the web. I edited it, it down. Yeah. Um, there's a 35-minute there's a DVD of that trip. I've never seen it. You remember, I should put the whole thing up on the web. Um, so at Ross Valley, one guy was getting up out of his bus seat. We had a nice big bus. He slipped and fell and got wedged. Could figure out how to get himself up from between the seats. A couple of people stayed on the bus to uh, recreate in a way that wasn't alcohol. <laughs> and one guy they who was just tennis. really, 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 really <laughs> messed up. Checkers. Needed, needed to go. Yeah, it's our theme music. <laughs> uh, decided that he needed to go take a leak. And so he walked toward the back of the parking lot. In the back of the parking lot, there's like a 10-foot drop down to this creek. But there's no lights. There are no lights. So he got to the edge of the creek. He slid down into the creek. On the mud. He fell down in, in the mud. In the mud, you yeah. It was, it was January in California, so it was raining. And he had no idea where he was. And so there are two ways you can hear this story. And his story is really sad because... I didn't know where we were, and I slid down this cliff, and it was all dark, and so I started you know, yelling for help. And then all of a sudden, it started to rain. <laughs> okay, then there's another story where if you're in the brewery, all of a sudden, the cops showed up outside. And we just assumed uh, the people who were recreating with um, playing tennis on the bus as John put it, uh, they might be in trouble. So we, uh, I don't know what bus that is. Uh, I'm not with uh, no, the, I'm not with them. I'm not with the band. Um, but the the police showed up because the neighbors had reported that there was somebody in the creek, somebody yelling else. yelling for help. Caught in the creek. And but while all this was happening, the guy who was caught in the creek managed to like climb up. From weeds and the ivy, other side. He back went, up. He went down and, to the other side of the building and yeah, got up over there. It ends up, it ends up in the brewery, like covered in mud. <laughs> Where you get the story of somebody else who was on the bus recreating, who also needed to go to the go to the restroom, take care of business. So he walked over to the edge of the creek <laughs> where the rain. first guy was, <laughs> and a couple of guys were just standing there peeing down in the creek when he was down in the creek. Whoa. And he's never, uh, I don't think he has an iPod, so he'll never hear the story, and we've <laughs> never told him this story. It wasn't rain. He was getting peed on down in the creek. Wait, so he didn't recognize that, hey, gee, I don't smell like rainwater, I smell like piss water? <laughs> well, he'd been in a creek. It was mu- He was covered it covered in mud. And it probably it would probably just smelled like beer anyway, because we'd been, this is like hour 12 on the bus it was just going through people like beer (laughs) this beer is moving through me like beer whereas we were in the uh you were given a great tour you were diagramming stuff out on the board and we all spit on mark's shirt i know i spit on that what (laughs) i spit on that guy's shirt he asked me to though hilarious story (laughs) why did you spit on somebody's shirt Uh, you know that wine shirt that has all the different stains that are like There, there's a shirt that a lot of people have seen that mm-hmm. says different wines, and it's just wine stains on a T-shirt. He had the same shirt, but it was beer stains. But it was homemade. No, it wasn't homemade. He bought that. Oh, the back? We added we, to no, it, No, we added to it That's by it. spitting on it. is the best spitting. Y'all hang out with some classy, classy people. You're hanging out with us. <laughs> Touche. Uh, that's the classy person. <laughs> she brings the level up. She's all yeah. fancy from Texas and shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we know about so, class up in Texas. Uh, Fairfax is over. Yep. Where'd you go next? And then I went to Drake's in San You were San stuck Leandro. there for a long time. I was. My intention was to be at Drake's for a year, and I just quit, and it's been a little over three. Boy, did that go horribly wrong. <laughs> 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 that plan of mine. <laughs> 
No, Drake's was good. I uh, brewed with Roger Davis, who is, I actually brewed with him when I was at Pyramid for the six very, very long e- months that e- I was at Pyramid. E- <laughs> e- <laughs> yeah. So he and I, brew, we had a good time. We're very um, comparable for brewers, I think. One medals. Not a single one. <laughs> the bistro. Way to bring that up, Motor. The bistro. <laughs> That's true. We did. We did win at the bistro. But you're um, in Hayward. And, for the, for the they're Acadies. in San Leandro. They're in, they're, they're in Hayward. And they're in Hayward. You won medals at Magnolia, though, didn't you? I did win um, two, three. I won three at Magnolia. Smell you. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. So I was at Drake's for three years, and we brewed a bunch of stuff, and. Sold it. Sold it. <laughs> gave some of it away. And now I gave a lot of it away. Brought a lot of it home. <laughs> now I'm uh, not there anymore. <laughs> not, so it's not, next. Not because she gave the beer not away. Not because I gave the beer away. <laughs> so next on the um, program of Melissa's Brewing Life is I'm opening my own place. I'm tired of brewing for someone else. <laughs> I'm going to go brew for myself. That is a whole discussion in itself, but we'll keep it short. Okay. So where do you start for when you're saying, okay, I've... I've done a decade of brewing. I've learned what I can learn. And now I'm ready to embark on my own. Um, that's, that's really actually where it starts, that conversation. Put in your head is where it starts. All right. <laughs> um, basically, it, it, I mean. Because there's so many path, there's so many problems to solve, which is location, financing, permits, um, the other naming, part, naming it, the marketing. The concept. Um, you know, just the. Just the, the it's starting a business, and it's it a and, and a business is a lot different than just being, a, being brewer. a brewer. That is very true, and that's it's interesting. I mean, I think that's been the downfall for a lot of brewers. Unfortunately, is that mm-hmm. you know you brew forever, and you're like, oh, okay, I totally know what I'm doing, but then you get down to the wow, I'm actually balancing books and hiring people and trying to maintain an inventory, and, right. and that's just it's a different. Like, how did I not know how much power cost? Yeah. Like, that, how, how was that not ever inter- entered in my equation? Right. How do I it, negotiate a commercial lease when, I don't know, that they're not regular leases at all. No, a commercial lease is nothing close to a residential lease. No, because there's all different – well, there's the use factor. There's the improvements that you want to get – Yeah, put a brewery to ride on the lease. Is, uh, not just, you know, moving into that place. We're right. going to rip out the floor and put in new piping and drains and – we're going to completely train, turn that place into something that is not usable for anything else. Right. The only thing it can be used for is making wine, making beer, making yeah, soda. Some, some sort of alcoholic. Tasty <laughs> adult beverage. A tasty adult beverage. Yeah. yeah. So it's it uh, it's a lot, actually. I think in the beginning it, it seems like a lot more because you have to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my father gave me some great advice, which was for every question I ask in the beginning, I will receive – the answer, which will generate 10 more questions. Right. And when I get to the point where I ask a question and a question is not generated, then I have moved into a more s- stable space. You know, that it, right. it, then I'm actually moving forward, that that is a sign of the progression. So now I'm um, generating five questions for every question instead of 10. <laughs> so we're getting there. Because you know some of those answers now. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So it is a, it's a slow process. You know, it's slow based off of how much time you have to put in it. Uh-huh. And it's slow based off of well, the government permits, all of that. You, you're on their timeline. Um, but it is a day job. And so that was the reason I left Drake's is because I was working at Drake's during the day. Right. And lawyers and all the offices that I need to talk to work from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. 
Well, there's the the part during the 90 minute boil that, right. that, that you, I could run out. That you could run out. It, it's odd though because you're pretty busy during that 90 minute sure. boil. Sure, there's other stuff <laughs> going something on. Something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because all those job, all those brewing jobs are stacked on top of the fact that you have an extra 90 minutes. Oh yeah, that window of space is your time to get your fermenter ready or grain out or go clean the mold off of something. It's or... So comfortable. <laughs> you should relax a little over there. You look real stressed. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the big the big move was to leave Drake so that I could basically take on opening my own place for full time instead of working an hour once a week at night when I'm exhausted. So are you are you brewing or are you building a classic brewery restaurant or are you doing something more like um what we see more of these days, which is just a brew, just a brewery with a bottling line or kegs, or um, it's going to be a pub in that it's a bar. You know, it's not a we won't be a production. Okay, um, but it is not going to be the, the the classic brew pub where food is our focus. Okay, um, we will offer some food, but really the focus is the beer. Oh, so a lot like the food is just to pad the stomachs. A lot goes. exactly. A lot like uh, uh, the Jolly Roger in Seattle. Maybe I've never been there. Okay, well, so it's a it's a it's a production brewery. They have a tap house that's bolted onto the side of it, and it's a little tiny place. And they serve they have some some food going on, but it's not the focus of of what they're doing. Yeah, they, like if people are like, oh, let's go out for dinner, that my place is not going to be the place. But if they're like, let's go have some beers, and then eventually go, God, we really need to get some food. Instead of them leaving to go somewhere else, we'll offer pretty good food. I mean, we're we're hoping. We are going to do pizzas, um, salads, and actually our main focus will be cheese. Okay. So um, it's enough to get people to stay, and it's not frozen, deep-fried, raunchy bar food. It's actually high quality. But the menu will be very, very limited. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> much like uh, – Cheese goes with beer a little bit better than wine, doesn't much it? Much like – Yes, it does. Tell us why. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, who's the host here, Catherine? <laughs> who's running the show? Who's running the show? I am always running the show. <laughs> Duh. I don't even know why I asked that question. <laughs> What's your second favorite word? <laughs> if you were a cheese, which cheese would you be? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be an aged cheddar. Really? Would? Because of the color, well, cheddar is really a white cheese, and it orange is. is just put in for stupid Americans, so we know the difference between, you know, the Actually, white... Actually, I'd be cre- an aged Gouda, because it's Gouda. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I'd be something as stinky as possible, so everybody would remember me. You're, you already are. Oh. <laughs> you open that window... No, actually, we're looking. I really and the breeze want to... is blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me break my foot off up in your ass. I think your foot's on the wrong side of my body to take care of that right now, Miss White. <laughs> so, if you were, because I've been to Jolly Roger, that's Maritime Pacific, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's your what does your place look like? We walk in. What does it look like? Um, or has... what what is it? What can we relate to? You could relate it to the old 20 tank. I've been there. It, 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 I, I hesitate to say that because so many people have seen it, and nostalgia is really hard to beat. Um, you know, you should just go in and get 20 tank because it still looks the same. Well, yeah, but they uh, 
they cemented over all the drains and they ripped out the kitchen. You can break through the cement. Is the kitchen ripped out? Last time I was in there, it looked pretty much. It's a nightclub now. Yeah, but the have you the well, this is getting way off topic, but. <laughs> Yeah, John's gonna. Plus, it was hard to get. It was hard. To, Twenty tank on the bus is a little bit. There's a little bit of a walk involved. There is. It's it was not like the it best was, location. It was like Hamburger Mary's, parking impaired and tough to get to. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about motor being able to get there Unless, on the bus. It actually that is a very large concern at sites that my business partner and I have looked at. I my I our, my standard line is, if motor cannot get here on public transportation, this is not a good location. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's true. If I don't if I don't show up, you know, God well, forbid no, that, nobody else would show that up. That should that should always be a consideration. Wait, motor's not here. It is. Yeah. Like it totally for, is. I, mean, I, I would much rather people take. Is I don't motor want happy? Driving away from my right. brewery. Well, like you know, for the example, this office for the longest time was public transportation impaired, but there's because there's parking everywhere, nobody cares. Right. But when they opened up the 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 uh, the T. Now, you now it's like lots of people can get here and they don't have to drive. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's all the good. difference it's in important. the world. It's you totally need important. foot traffic. Yeah. Foot traffic. San Francisco, foot traffic and public transportation. Traffic. Yeah. So, and what we'd really like is some outdoor space because on the days that it's nice, the first thing that I think that most beer people say is, oh my God, let's go have a beer outside. Let's Where go to Zeitgeist. Go? Let's go to what Zeitgeist. everybody says. And the, op- yeah. the opposite is this time of the year. Want to go to Zeitgeist? No, it'll be cold and rainy. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's true. Because Zeitgeist inside seats like Yeah, how often have you people. ever sat inside? Never. Twice. Well, that one time that... Never. Once. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. <laughs> I would like to have, you know, $30 million because that's probably what you need for real estate to do, to build a proper beer garden. Wow, I'd like to have $30 million too. Mother. I would like you to have $30 million too. <laughs> but all I need of it is a million. <laughs> that's you only need a million? A million. Let me get my checkbook. A million. Okay. Okay. A million too is our budget. Can you so brew can you brew me a Radaburger clone? <laughs> I will if you give me a million dollars. <laughs> if you give her a million dollars, she'll name a beer after you. All I had to do was get a cell phone to get motor oil. <laughs> Well, Isn't it strange? I got a new phone, and all of a sudden, motor oil's back. Can you fit that phone in your mouth too? What am I, a circus monkey? Motor, you, know, you wouldn't believe the things that I have to do to get her to name a beer after me. What, yeah, no but I can sit. I, wow. I can sit quietly, drunk at night, and imagine. Oh. <laughs> it was as if everybody pushed pause on their iPod <laughs> all right then to consider I what that. I gotta think about this ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> she is gonna name a beer forty four double D after me. It'll be a barley wine, nice and big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ample and full. We're gonna call it the old forty four double D. Okay. Name three beers that anybody could sort of relate to that you would wanna have on at your place all the time. How's that for Good a question? question? I can text people and question. participate in the show. Yeah, the is same. someone dropping you lines over there on that? Yeah, you know, on your text. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mean as in a guest brew or no, no, no? Style. If somebody came into your pub, what what three beers would you be brewing yourself with your own recipe, and what would they sort of be mm. like? I would definitely brew a Kolsch. Okay. All a good light golden. German style. Okay, you got me there already. Oh, I know. <laughs> Again, what would Motor do? You got me at Kolsch. You, you had me at Kolsch. Um. Well, it changes that whole movie, doesn't it? <laughs> a little. It'd make it better. <laughs> um, well, I would have a pale ale or an IPA, just because that's 
That's what all the monkeys that's, drink. That's what everybody drinks. I am, I'm a brewer that's known for not liking hops. I tend to not drink them, but I know everyone else does, and I can respect that. So I would have that. Um, and I would also have uh, a strong beer, either a, scotch, a true scotch ale around 9% or some sort of strong beer on most of the time. Those good Belgian fighting beers. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. If you, you should call it the tin. T- the, I mean, I'm hoping have twelve beers on tap. It's it's Tintin, right? No, not Tintin. What's the what's the name. what's the Belgian comic? Why am I just completely blanking on Rin this? Tintin? No, no that's it's not Rin Tintin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the mannequin piece. No, I'll come up with this. <laughs> Peanuts. Yes. <laughs> call <Alan> this. Hobbs. <laughs> this one's the Schroeder. <laughs> It's a fifth, it's a fifth of Beethoven. So, so how long does this process take? That was bad. Just opening my own plate, yeah. And I know that you've been planning it for some time. In my head, I've been talking about it for five. Well, in my head, I've been thinking about it for ten years. I've been probably talking about it for five. Seriously, talking about it for three. Lord, has she ever? Well, lucky you that <laughs> you get to be here at the ground level. <laughs> um, I got a business partner about a year ago. I found a business partner. And it's been a slow process, which is also one of the reasons I left Drake's. Mm-hmm. So we could move a little faster. Um, quite honestly, it's up to the site. Like if we find a site that has a kitchen or it has parts in it already, then maybe it's going to be six months to nine months, depending on permits. But if it's four walls, a floor, and a ceiling, and we got to you know, rip out the floor and put up new walls and put up new drains and all that, then, I mean, that's at least a year. Right. So it's really dependent on the quality of the site and how fast we can get our permits. I would say realistically, if I'm open in a year, that would be awesome. Awesome? Awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because then you'd have stuff for the 2009 GABF and you could win a bunch of medals. Yes. Good. Yes, it, I could. It's I like that plan. It's interesting like that, 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 you passed, that you passed on um, – the Ninth and Irving location. That location is cursed. I'll second that. I was there the other night. The yogurt is cursed. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> the yogurt is cursed. Is that a movie? No, from The Simpsons. It's from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, it's Homer. Every purchase comes with a free frogat. The frogat is cursed. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, the Ninth and Irving. I will. I, I no, no, that, no. Don't. We're not going to name it. Just no, gonna, no. We're just going to give it to the press. They just, they just opened. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. I mean, it's been several breweries. It's just Thursday night with uh, brewers are really, really. Um, Damn, what's that word? <laughs> superstitious. Malfeasance. Superstitious. I have skeptical in my head. Um, they're really superstitious, and the fact that this is now Urgent. its fourth incarnation Urgent. of a brewery is, I, I wouldn't touch that if someone bought it for me. Yes, you would. Yeah, you would. Uh, sure, Daddy Motor might well, whip out his Well, actually, no, you might now. not, because <laughs> you don't know why it's cursed. It could be the fermenters. It could be the location. It, it could yeah, be it that could it could be that it's parking impaired. Right, yeah. there's a whole lot of factors that. I go. mean, in theory, like there's public transportation galore runs through that intersection. Yeah. There's bars and restaurants everywhere. Like in theory, successful that's a great, bars and restaurants. Yeah, like that should be a great location, but for whatever reason, if it's layout, I mean, the brew house layout, the actual physical layout of the tanks is pretty rough. When I've been in there before, um, a, a restaurant tour in San Francisco came to me and asked me to to look at the equipment and make sure that it was good. He was thinking about buying it, and in the end, he didn't. But it did give me a chance to get in and look at everything. And it, it's a rough, it's a very physically intensive layout hmm. for brewing. You do, it's a lot of physical work to get all your ingredients to the second and third floor. So you're hauling everything up there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wish everyone the best of luck who's in there, but 
I don't know. There were rumors that I had purchased it. There were? There were. Who started that? I don't know. I walked in the Tornado one day and someone said, I heard a female brewer bought the Night the Nerving Place. Is that you? And I was like, no. Who else would that be? And it turns out there is no female brewer, but it was all a rumor, every bit of it. Secrets. The secrets of the brewing industry. The Next on Deer School. <laughs> Maybe it was just the it was the desire of the public. It's really funny because someone had, had uh, uh, brought it up to me. I'm like, that place is cursed. Mm-hmm. I said the exact same thing. Like, why would you go? No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, after, they should rip everything out and make it a shoe store, which is what it was initially. After, after Turn it back to what it was. It's original incarnation. I was there. And I went there a couple of times. And I think the second or third time I went there, I was looking at the bar because they've got full liquor. Mm-hmm. And be- behind the bar, they had the big wooden arches it's and, a beautiful and, gla- and glass shelves. And uh-huh. all the glass uh-huh. shelves were gone. Yep. The shelves, the top shelf, like broke, and all of the liquor and all the glass collapsed on all onto itself. Oh, cool! While they were open, while they were open. Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> no, that would have freaked me out. No, I would have. I would have been staring at the bar while that happened. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Absolutely. whole thing just went. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, there's there's other places that are cursed in San Francisco, like that place that's on on uh, Embarcadero. Uh, Embarcadero and Brandon. Yeah, Embarcadero and Brandon. That thing's been like like 25 restaurants in the last 12 well, years. Well, it was the substitute location for Slanted Door when Slanted Door was yeah. halfway between things. But Slanted Door just left because they finished their place in the ferry building. Yeah. But yeah, that thing just keeps turning it's over. Just, it's the constant. Somebody's like, yeah, we're going to make it. And then because it's already in the shape of a restaurant, they're like, "We don't have to do anything. Yeah. We just have to bring in some new hamburgers and buns, and we can make hamburgers." The the old hamburger Mary's place was cursed too. Yeah. since they left, it's been oh yeah, three, because five different, four different things. Because the place after them put a cur- a big curse on it. Yeah, if you've ever sat down with rough. people who know stories about that operation, and then there's but I, I we used to go drinking at Hamburger Mary's when I was in college because they would like serve anyone. Did they have especially then? cute young boys? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Anybody underage, you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 18-year-olds from Cal. The Long Island Ice Teas boys. <laughs> <laughs> Get them liquored up. <laughs> yeah. There's places that are cursed, but they stay open anyway. True. No, I mean, it's like the deep the pockets are. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, Ross Valley stayed open for, I mean, the, the three owners put up, they lost, like one of them lost their house. Like they put up everything they could to keep it going. And finally, you, you got to draw a line, right? Right. Where you go, oh, my God, we literally cannot find or put up any more money they sold both their kidneys <laughs> and their kids <laughs> and their kids well kids go first before the uh, house well oh yeah God. yeah get rid of the crotch fruit <laughs> <laughs> you're so psyched you got to use that phrase on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so cheese and kolsch cheese cheese is where it's at it's what's for dinner could be. <laughs> if you're no, drunk che- enough. Cheese and beer are such an excellent combination, and people are finally starting to realize that it's not about cheese and wine. It's about cheese and beer. I got some leftover cheese in my fridge. Why is it about cheese and beer? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did a beer and cheese pairing at our house once, and you talked about how what wine does to your tongue versus mm-hmm. what how beer coats your tongue. I don't remember what she said because I was a little drunk, but I'd like you to repeat it here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do the entire tasting. <laughs> God, Motor, you have a large God. tongue. <laughs> <laughs> You'd make a great lesbian. Catherine. 
Catherine just scooched over just a little yeah, bit. Exactly. It may have been it may have been subconscious, but she moved one inch closer to motor. Do you want to have somebody just keep, got hard? Do you want to put your foot back up here and I can have somebody keep texting me? I'm liking the vibration. So cheese and beer. So how would you how would you present this in your pub? How would you Wait present? Can she talk about why cheese? Nobody's going to talk about it. Never mind. Move along. Anyway, so the way we want to do it is because we basically we want to bring this sounds stupid, but cheese to the people. Like make it affordable. That's not where we're looking to make our money off the cheese, but to bring it so that people can try it. So you know, you go to a restaurant and you get a cheese plate for dessert or whatever, and it's twenty bucks, and every piece of cheese is the size of your little finger you know it's tiny and you take what you barely get as a taste because you got to split it with three people and, and, you're, and you're like wow for three and a half dollars we could have got a whole bag of reese's totally <laughs> <laughs> for four dollars we could have gotten half a pound of a really Cheetos. nice wedge yeah. of cheese <laughs> from whole foods you know yeah. so um basically we want to set up a, a, like a cheese paddle almost like a, a beer tasting paddle uh-huh. where you can we'll have 20 different cheeses where several of them will rotate for seasonals and you can get one wedge of you can get one large wedge, or if you want to try three cheeses, then we break it down so that you get equal portions of those three cheeses. And we will recommend beers that we think go well with those cheeses, but in the end, taste is subjective. So all we may say, well, we believe that this Kolsch goes very well with this goat cheese. Um, you should try the Kolsch, but please try something else too, because you may find that a different taste combination is more pleasant. Or more likable. Taste isn't what tastes good. It's what you like. It is. We have it's a, like art. We have a suggestion of one of the cheeses. Yes. <laughs> comes with barbecue potato chips and blue cheese. Ooh. Yeah. That would be Ooh. fabulous. Oh. <laughs> I think that sounds good. God, if I had just smoked a huge fatty, that would sound really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> John doesn't know what to do with me. <laughs> He's about to kick me out. Motor rubber feet again, so just shut up. <laughs> I have my phone on vibrate, too. Maybe we could just, like, put them both there. And... I'm much more docile when I'm getting my feet rubbed. <laughs> so where's the location? We Are you looking all over the Bay Area, looking, probably? Well, we're looking only in San Francisco. Okay. We're only in San Francisco. Um, and we're looking in an area called the Dog Patch area. Oh, yeah, right down the street. Right down the street. Uh, but that area, it turns out, while it looks like nothing's happening there. Everything is happening. Everything is happening there because it's all of the contractors that didn't get in on the Mission Bay project right. went, oh, my God, where's the outlying part of this project? And we will buy up everything else around it. Right. So that is where we'd really like to be. I think it's the new upcoming spot. But we're looking basically from there up over Potrero Hill into the Mission area uh-huh. um, and all the way up to Valencia, although... Once you get up to Valencia, the sites get smaller and smaller and more expensive. It costs more and more. Yeah. So while I would love to be on the Valencia Corridor, I really don't think we're going to be there. Mm. Uh, and it's so saturated. There are a million bars to pick from there. Yeah. Too much competition. Well, we'd be out like around 24th area would be great. A really cool gas station or an auto shop is being transformed into some sites. And we looked at that for a while. Uh, but they, they don't want to. They don't want to. They want it to be retail. It'd be oh. cool just to take over a gas station. Because then you could put up a fence and have a whole beer garden, and part of it would have like the canopy over it. That would be cool, you know. And you, and you could just serve beer out of the old gas. Pump hey, there's right that. Directly into your mouth. There's that gas station <laughs> across. Yeah. It's and the bathrooms would be nice already. Bryant and Sixth. Remember the gas station where the guy was in a fight? the Shell station. The Shell station. He was in a fight with Shell. Isn't it right at the end of the um, exit ramp? Yeah. 
right um, yeah, half a block street, from the cop shop. Is that kind of like? Yeah. Yeah. No. Is that kind of crack-addled? <laughs> Anything near um, schools, churches, and police stations are bad. <laughs> are bad. Unless it's Central Station in North Beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, is that because of zoning or actually or, or all are all are all things bad? No. No. Schools. Um, I believe legally we can't be within like. It's a block or a hundred yards or something like that. Really? You know, lest we corrupt the children. Unless you're taking over a place that already exists. It's all about the right. children. If they've been grand, if they were grand, they believe- were there before the school came in. I can't believe the city has regulations on where you can Standards. put a bar. Yeah. Since there are like twenty thousand bars in this city, and generally churches will fight you. I mean, anybody will fight you. If Not they the have Episcopalians. The no, God, <laughs> God bless them. True, but churches are known to stand up. Um, or if you end up in a neighborhood that has. A lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. Mm. There's a Frankie well, and this farts. is this is what's happening with Petro. Don't segregate. Excuse me, with uh, <laughs> uh, Anchor Steam, is that a charter school moved into the building right next to, right next to Anchor, and now everyone complains. Oh, it smells like beer. Yeah, well, they well, should have checked that out before they moved else. there. Yeah, honestly. I mean, that's uh, a vi- Anchor's a viable business. Like, I don't know, you got to pay attention where you're putting your stuff in. You yeah. Know? And they give us free beer every now and then, and free cheese and chili and steaks sometimes. <laughs> That's coming up. Wow, when is that? Motor. <laughs> you like mean December? Party? Yeah, I got to figure out who's who's the ticket it, I'm going um, on this year. I don't know. I'm looking for a ticket myself. <laughs> um, well, there's that event on December 11th. What event is that? That's the industry night. Oh, it's always the second Tuesday of yeah. the month. Yeah, and so that's December 11th. The holiday party is next week. Yeah. Oh, it is. And we're looking for an, uh, an invitation. <laughs> Uh, shuns. I gotta talk. I gotta. I. I. I know where I usually get one from. Really? Yeah. Sean? No. Your mom? <laughs> I don't know. Your mom jokes are always funny. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Tell us. Tell us about Texas. No, I'm <laughs> talking about Texas. <laughs> so, all right. So you've done this journey. Yes. You're about to I'm change the journey at this point. I am. I'm about to take control of the journey. Um, nice. <laughs> um, advice for the person who's like, I hate my job, I hate my life, and I'm going to go be a brewer. Give up. There are too many. Uh, um, I- <laughs> <laughs> Learn Actually, to scrub things and practice. Go to Home Depot and buy a 90-pound sack of concrete and then walk up and down stairs with it for as long as possible and then scrub things. And then get used to wearing big skanky rubber boots. Good answer. That's the outsider's view and of what overalls. a brewer does. Oh, Always and make sure you, make sure you know what to do for like three hours during that part of the brewing process where nothing happens. <laughs> really, that's what internet porn is for. I've never experienced that. <laughs> get a foosball table. Porn. No, that. Table. <laughs> porn is not the answer to everything. I've not found that to be true. <laughs> no, my advice would be if you're interested, if you're truly interested in it, go to a brewery and try and volunteer. Brewers don't breweries don't always have a lot of money, but they'll take they'll offload some of the grunt work yeah. onto somebody. Yeah, I'd look for anybody to bottle for free, you know, but go and experience it. Like go check it out. It is not a high-paying industry. So if you have a really good job and if you hate it, and you want to be a brewer, you have to be prepared to step down a little bit in their lifestyle. But it's a, I mean, I wake up every day when I was brewing, and I loved going to work. I loved brewing. I love that job. It's fun, and I would not trade it for the world. It's better than being a uh, podcaster. 
<laughs> crack whore? This is assistant crack whore? Um, transportation <laughs> consultant? <laughs> Stay at home mother? Copy editor for the PUC? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all those jobs. <laughs> Especially the copy edit. Nice, uh, nice summary. <laughs> um, yes. Um, would you, if, or, if there's probably been a day when you said, I'm done with this, I'm never going to do this again. No. <laughs> wow. No. I mean, there have been days that I have either had a rough day or I didn't want to go to work. Usually but, that involved a hangover. Yeah. Yeah, but there's never ever been a time that I've said I don't ever want to be a brewer. Wow. So, because because I've met other brewers that are at some point are like, uh, I don't make enough money. I don't like the I don't like this lifestyle. I want to go back to Fiji. It's hard on the body. It is very. It's hard on the liver. <laughs> it is hard on the body. But I I seriously have never ever said I've never gotten to that point. Like I've never said I don't want to do this anymore. I might not want to be at work that day. Well, that's everybody. Yeah. Or maybe I didn't want to work for that company anymore, but I've that's, never not wanted to Once again, that's everybody, you know. I've never not wanted to be. In not fact, me. now that I'm I not. I love my job. Now that I'm not brewing, I'm having strange dreams about the, tanks the disappearing telescope? from breweries that I know already exist. <laughs> I miss brewing. I need to go brew. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. I'm ready to brew. Well, um, I don't have any other questions. I don't think. Now comes the portion of the program where Melissa sings us a song. No, I don't sing. So if if uh, if John and I could take our uh, beer school credit cards and throw you on a plane right now to any brewing place Belgium. in the <laughs> and Germany. Okay, your second answer was correct. Um... <laughs> so you would go with me? Yeah. No, I would go to Belgium. Definitely. To just go suck down some beer? Mm-hmm. Excellent. To hang out with the monks. Uh, oh, I do, I do know what my last question was. What? If you could go to school and do that immensely expensive program, would you do that or would you just do the, the uh, I'm going to show up and scrub stuff and learn from... Um, I would I would take the second. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how you learn. Like, I'm a very hands-on learner. Okay. So <laughs> the school, for me, would it would have been very boring. I don't know that I would have gotten through it. Um, I, you know, I have a sociology degree, a liberal, basically liberal mm-hmm. arts degree. Math and science were never my forte. Okay. So to go to school for that just sounds wretchedly boring. Kind of ruins it, doesn't it? It would for me, but I, but it won't for other people. Um, I think the schools. The, the schools shape people to go to the bigger breweries because it's, that's all very science-directed. Mm-hmm. Um, so for craft brewing, the schools might be overkill. I guess it depends on how you learn. Well, the other thing is you could take your admission fee. I could take my admission fee and put it into a into your own place. Yeah. Or you could say, let's see, I could brew every day with a budget with my own equipment. You know, Basically, you're going to make five or ten gallons at a time. Yeah. But – You'll you'll um, you'll pay your rent. You'll have this, and at the end, you'll come out a brewer. Yeah, absolutely. And you have the experience. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can learn everything in a book, but when it comes down to putting a clamp on in twenty seconds, that's you got to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you said clamp on in twenty seconds. 
Get your mind out of there. <laughs> oh. It might be time. The homework is beer. <laughs> What's the homework this week, John? Go volunteer at a brewery. Ooh, nice. Oh, that's going to piss off a lot of brewers. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> okay, so... If that's go gonna support, at least go support your local brewery. Well, go and hang, go and and take a tour of your local brewery. There you go. If nothing else, get your foot in the door by saying, "Hey, I want to see, I want, I want a, the brewery tour." Just walk in the door at twenty one A and say, "Is Jesse around? I need to talk to him." <laughs> Here we go, pimping for twenty one A again. No, it's totally <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Actually, he he's really wanting an assistant right now. So anyway. So anyway, uh, go take a brewery tour, and um, you know if it if it comes up that they that the guy makes a joke about who wants to scrape out the mash tun, offer to do it. Offer to do it. You got to learn from the bottom up, including scrubbing mold. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's cleaning. It, even in home brewing, it's keeping everything clean and sanitized and happy. You need a tidy work area. Everybody enjoys a tidy work area. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be let out, should we? I don't think you two should sit next to each other. <laughs> John's annoyed I'm gonna, with us. I'm going to separate you to both ends of the classroom. <laughs> All right. This, uh, we only have one last thing to say. Yeah, and that is class dismissed. You like that? No. It's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> loud. Yes. Do you end it like that every time? Every time we do, and then we ramble on for a couple more minutes with the microphones on, int, int, and then we end it. Oh, oh. So this is so like. So is this the place where I can say the f word and the c word? Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! Still on. You mean fun and chat? Yes. <laughs> Yes. And so that's the magic of podcasting. Last week's episode was fantastic because we had Christmas music playing the entire time. Yeah, on the Dell Pod. We listened to your CD, your Motor Christmas CD. Yes, we had the Motor Christmas okay. CD playing in the background. The whole... I don't like it very much. Why? Uh-huh. What don't? What songs don't you like? All of them? Except for the first one. I love that's my favorite Christmas song. That's why that and then the the uh, the Vince Giraldi Peanuts oh, Christmas music. Well, we have music. the whole Christmas. We, have the whole album. we were just talking about how we can listen to that over and over. Oh, I'll and just over cry. Over that song God. makes me cry. But no, I love the waitresses because it's it's. Mm-hmm. We were all there in life at some point. Mm-hmm. Totally. We got our Christmas tree with the world's smallest turkey. Mother doesn't care about our Christmas tree. Where did you get your Christmas tree? Delancey Street. Delancey Street. You didn't, so go, out, you didn't you. go out and hunt and kill it? No, we did not hunt and kill I'm it. I'm trying to pimp but up the idea of going up to Sebastopol to hunt and kill a Christmas tree and then going to Russian River. Her favorite Christmas uh, why don't you go to the brewery and is John Denver singing with the Muppets. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. So the, he, <laughs> his, he sings awesome. a song about a Christmas tree named Alfie who gives up his life for Christmas. I yeah. look over in the car. She's crying. <laughs> I'm like, are you crying about a fucking Christmas tree song? Who's not? Sung by John Denver? Shut up! (laughs) I love you.
Thanks for throwing me under the bus at the end. That's awesome. <laughs> They'll edit this right out. Sure. No, it's staying in. Not at all. That's a great not, story. Not even a little bit. <laughs> it's just at the very beginning of the year, or the very beginning of the season. It's that first time around, and then it's fine. Don't you have to go pee? Oh, my God. Are you guys going to talk shit about me? <laughs> then no. <laughs> we have a Broncos game to go watch. I know. I hate football. Football and beer. They go together like... <laughs> like cheese yeah, you could say without using those two words. <laughs> <laughs> like chocolate and peanut butter. Like our sponsor today, Reese's. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Reese's huh? Monkeys. We get a lot of... <laughs> It's true, the studio has been taken over by Reese's Monkeys today. <laughs> they escaped from UCSF. They're missing the top of their skulls. <laughs> Jesus, motor. <laughs> John's going to pop. Every now and then I say something where John looks like he's going to die because he's laughing so much. <laughs> They're pissed off little monkeys. We're lucky we got them drunk. Yeah, that'd be a good word to say when you're drunk. Reese's chrysanthemum. Except they don't get far. There's a running out the door of the lab. The wires. Oh, <laughs> damn, Gina. You guys are hard. <laughs> this is a great show. You know, I could I could recommend a list of podcasts that I've listened to that I pattern my performance on. <laughs> Would you find that list printed the in Reese's the Mall Advocate? No. Ricky Gervais. Two oh, words. He's yeah. funny. Ricky Gervais. His podcasts are the funniest things ever. Huh. And after that, I just listen to me and John because we're second best. Well, Ricky's a tough person to... Have you... To, to top. There's a... Uh, Anthony Bourdain <sighs> was a. You know, the last he time buried he... his face at my cleavage last week. She's <laughs> got pictures to show it. I, I got the picture. Uh, his last book tour, he was out at the Commonwealth Club, and Grace Ann Walden, who used to write for the Chronicle, interviewed him for like an hour. Mm. I will find you that URL. Ooh, she'd love it. My nipples just got hard. <laughs> Scarf's covering that up. <laughs> the scarf, the sweater, the sweater beneath the sweater. Can we go watch football now? I've got cookies to bake, and she's going to go watch football. <laughs> We're a true American home. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we can do that. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, kid, take them back to their car. <laughs> <laughs> 